Yeah. And it's really cool. I, I, I think the chalk addition the past couple of years has been a really cool addition um, to see kind of enable people to add to this artistic landscape. Cause that's what I really love about the Beatles is just that encouragement for expression. Welcome to Something Will Happen, a podcast about the largest Beatles music festival in the U.S., Abbey Road on the River, celebrating our 20th anniversary, May 26th to 30th, 2022. I'm Melissa, one of the organizers of the festival, and I'll be talking about all things Abbey Road on the River, held every Memorial Day weekend in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Whether you're new to Abbey Road on the River or you're a festival regular, if you love the Beatles as much as we do, you're in the right place. This is Something Will Happen. Something Will Happen. Let's get started. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining me today um, on the podcast on Something Will Happen. Um, we're going to have a great conversation about Southern Indiana and the city of Jeffersonville. Um, so I'm joined today. With, by Paul Northam with the City of Jeffersonville Parks Department and Emily Dippy, with, also with the City of Jeffersonville and Mike Atterbury of Southern Indiana Tourism. I hope I didn't butcher your name too much that time. <laughs> no, no, it was a lot better. <laughs> All right, well, Mike, I did wanna start with you. Um, no. For people who might not know, who, who might just come to the festival and don't know a lot about this region and just like travel in, go to the hotel, go to the festival. Let's talk about Southern Indiana tourism because you guys brought us to this park. And yeah. um, so tell us what Southern Indiana tourism is, what it does for the whole region. Yeah, so uh, so in tourism, Southern Indiana tourism, we represent uh, the counties of, uh, of Clark and Floyd. Uh, here in Indiana. Uh, and, and generally, uh, we are called a destination marketing organization, a DMO. Uh, that, that might be something people have uh, heard of. So, so in effect, what we do uh, is we market the destination. So we work with our partners uh, to try to get people interested in Southern Indiana. Me and in, me in particular, I, I'll, I'll go out of town to try to get individuals to actually, you know, uh, plan a weekend stay or, or, or something like that and see all the restaurants and shops and, and whatnot that we have to offer uh, here in Clark and Floyd. Awesome. Um, very cool. Well, what's the story behind, do you know the story behind how Abbey Road on the River moved to Jeffersonville? Um, I know that So In reached out to us first um, and it yeah. was like after you built or finish the walking bridge after the park was finished. Yeah. So as I understand the story, I feel like everybody has like a, a different piece of it, but uh, I've, I've asked multiple people just to make sure that I I'm correct in my reckoning. Um, but uh, as I understand in, in around 2015 or so, uh, Gary, you guys used to be in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, mm -hmm. I, I guess Gary had, had started making some noises like he might be interested in maybe relocating the festival again. Um, after 13 years, I believe it was uh, in Louisville. And uh, before we could get too far along, we wanted to kind of get in his ear and say, hey, you know, Southern Indiana, we're still part of Louisville Metro. So any of the kind of amassed audience that you've accrued uh, over the last uh, over a decade, 
would still kind of be here. Uh, so let's go around and we'll show you what, what our side of the river kind of has to offer. Um, so I think we might've showed him somewhere in uh, New Albany, uh, but uh, we also did show him uh, Big Four Station Park, which as you said, is the home of the walking bridge that uh, connects downtown Jeffersonville with um, Waterfront Park in Louisville. Um, and to my knowledge, uh, Gary loved Big Four uh, and kind of chose to, to stay in the area. And, and, and that was our big push was, you know, wanting to keep the festival in in louisville in louisville metro uh so so that, mm -hmm. that that's our piece of it in the area yeah that was really visionary on your part just to be able to you know take take him aside and have gary come over and see the park that was built yeah um, i will take full personal credit for that <laughs> <laughs> no is a, a a a ton of people involved in that for sure right yeah i mean obviously it was a a multi-year pro it took a while right, for right. that whole decision to be made um because we didn't move over officially until 2017 mm -hmm. um but paul i was going to ask you uh, can you tell us when when the bridge the walking bridge was finished and what's kind of the history behind big four station park right right so um many years ago there was a desire to turn the um, Big Four Railroad Bridge into a pedestrian walkway. And this created a challenge to both of the city of Jeff and city of Louisville on how to get up to that bridge. And they both came up with ideas, um, ramp ideas and, and walkway ideas to get up there. And ours turned out the way you see it with that, um, that arcing ramp. And then we decided you know, at the bottom of the ramp, like the city of Louisville, we wanted to put um, some type of park in there. So we um, placed the park at the bottom of the ramp and it's been a huge success ever since. Yeah. When was that, when was it finished in, well, I'll let you answer instead of guessing. <laughs> no, well, that's a, that's a good question. It, um, I believe it was 2015 or 2014. It's hard to, recollect and I should have mm -hmm. um, checked my my files to see exactly when it was finished but it was around 2014 or 15. Okay okay cool and then um, Southern Indiana Tourism kind of took that and came to Gary or Kate Kane I think came over and gave him a tour yeah. of the area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, our, our salesperson at the time uh, yeah. I believe took him out. Right. Right and then and then she contacted our former river stage manager um, to see if there'd be an interest with the um, city of Jeff getting involved. And she brought it, um, her name was Sarah. She brought it to my attention and I was really excited about it being a Beatle fan myself. I was excited to see it coming to Southern or the chance that it would come to Southern Indiana. So um, yeah, that's where we're at. Right. Yeah. Cause you've, Paul, you've come to the festival for, uh, so many years when it was in Louisville as a Beatles fan. I think that's pretty cool. Correct. Yeah, yeah. All 13 years in Louisville. I didn't make it up to Cleveland, but mm -hmm. um, the first year it was in Louisville. I, I saw an ad um, on the um, on the TV about it, and I thought that was interesting. So I, I went over there for a couple hours in the evening on, I think it was Sunday, and 
every year after that, I've spent at least three or four days over there at the event. So it was a great event in Louisville and it's an even better event in Southern Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I know you, you're a big Beatles fan, have an extensive uh, book collection, which we should talk about. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's an obsession with me, my book collection. I'm, I've got over 500 books on the Beatles and um, it's just one of those things. I go to a bookstore, usually the used bookstores, and that's the first place I go is the music section. And um, I'm looking to see if there are any books there that, um, that I don't have. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a painful um, obsession because there's no way I'll, I'll be able to read every book. I have them in a kind of a stack library in my basement. And uh, I try to read one, you know, maybe one a month, but with that many books, I don't know that I'll ever read all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that is a lot. It must make moving a pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my last move. This house I'm in now, I won't move again. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, let's, um, I want to get Emily in on the conversation now too, because you, um, I think it's really cool. I want to talk more about the Jeffersonville no-co arts area north of court um, that's now uh, accredited by the state as a cultural district. I think that is amazing. Like for a city the size of Jeffersonville to have an arts district like we have is kind of amazing. Um, can you talk a little bit more about, about that with, this, as, with the city? Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, it's a cool area of the, the city, you know, if people aren't familiar, um, the NOCO North of Court <laughs> Art and Cultural District. <laughs> Do we have a puppy that's going to join us? Uh, <laughs> uh, they want to go to NOCO. Uh, anyways, it is a, a section of the city that's been specifically set aside for the development of arts and culture and artists and artisanal business. And it, it is really a very incredible thing to see the kind of arts district we have, especially for the size of Jeffersonville. Um, you know, right. already in this arts district that isn't really all that old, we received our accreditation with the state of Indiana in 2019. Um, we already have an art center and a makerspace and an entertainment venue and a family art park and two museums. And it's just, it it's growing into this really unique uh, place to view original public art, to buy art yourself from local artists and to even try your hand at making your own art. Um, and that's kind of the piece that we fit into Abbey Road is that we we like to help with the art side of the festival. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, we have a lot of I mean, you've helped us with a ton of art bringing bringing that to the festival, which I don't think we had in Louisville as much. Uh, but since we've been in Jeffersonville, it's like you've added the Yellow Submarine and the Abbey Road crosswalk and all these things that just have really enhanced the festival in itself. And then even around the city, there's like murals and art on flood walls and um, on the sidewalk now, it's like kind of, it's amazing like how much art is in this city all over the place. It is really incredible. And, um, you know, my predecessor, Don Spiker, uh, 
really poured a lot into the program to get it to the level that it's at. And um, you know, the artwork at Abbey Road wouldn't be possible without a local artist named Greg Rush. Um, so it is such a team effort. Um, the artwork around the city, you know, isn't possible without the Jeffersonville Public Art Commission. So I think what's really exciting about the art scene in Jeff is that it's a young art scene, but it's a very vibrant, high energy art scene. <laughs> There's a lot of people in it that really love it, love it and are trying to grow it and have it integrate into these city events and city experiences that people already know and love. So, yeah, no, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's just, it's really amazing. Um, can you tell uh, people what we're planning to bring or what they can plan to see at the festival this year? So this year at the festival, we're bringing back a couple of favorites from previous years. So the peace tree that you are large white installation. If you've ever written a message on a piece of ribbon and tied it to a large fun peace sign, that's what we would call the peace tree. Um, that's coming back, our Abbey Road crosswalks. So if you have ever taken your picture um, on the famous Abbey Road album cover, it'll be back. We are bringing back the chalkboard wall that was there for the first time last year. Greg is cooking up an expansion for that. <laughs> so we'll see. Cool. We'll see what he cooks up. And that's um, always fun. People can do their own interactive art on that. Yeah. And it's really cool. I, I, I think the chalk addition the past couple of years has been a really cool addition um, to see kind of enable people to add to this artistic landscape. Because that's what I really love about the Beatles is just that encouragement for expression. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, uh, I don't know, that's going to be really cool. And as I said, like we have so much more art now that we're in Jeffersonville specifically, rather than back when we were in Louisville. I feel like there was not as much of that interactive. And now it's, we're trying to get out and get people involved in the art are creating their own art at the festival, which is cool. Yeah, I feel like we're getting like a whole art section of the festival. <laughs> yeah. We've got like a whole like lawn that we're, we're taking over. And yes. uh, it's been fun working with Gary and, and you, Melissa, to, to kind of bring that element um, to the festival. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's going to be really cool. So I, I kind of wanted to, it's, it's like this city this was actually 2017 was my first year on staff. So this is all I've known is Jeffersonville. But it seems like even over the past five or so years that we've been here, that this city has just like exploded or like doubled in size. <laughs> it's been really amazing to be part of that growth. And does it feel like, I don't know, Paul, can you talk more about like, how has the city expanded? Or maybe Mike, you know about like the reach of the city and how it's been growing in the last five years. Right, right. So um, about eight, seven or eight years ago, there was a, um, an expansion of the city and we took on another 10 or 15,000 citizens. Um, and, and with that, we added the River Ridge industry, the River Ridge um, commercial park, and uh, that brought on several employees, several thousand employees, and it continues to because River Ridge is 
probably not even half full up there with businesses. And so every month a new business comes to the city and not only River Ridge, but out on Veterans Parkway, we've got an expansion going on out there with commercial, um, um, res- excuse me, um, restaurants and, um, and, and shopping um, venues. And um, that's just exploding out in that area. Um, the downtown area has been exploding for years. I mean, there's been several new restaurants and businesses come to downtown, Jeff, but it's the addition of River Ridge and Veterans Parkway that has caused this area to really grow. And we're almost at the point where they they don't see that there's going to be many um, residential opportunities over the next 10 years. They're going to go away because the, there's not a lot of space in the city of Jeff anymore to, to build these neighborhoods. But um, Right now, they're popping up left and right, even through COVID. They're getting um, starting new subdivisions. Uh, I think they said um, the other day that they started three new subdivisions last year, three or four. And, um, and you know, at the kind of the tail end of COVID, um, people are still building houses. Wow. That's crazy. So if people want to move yes. here, they got to do it quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way I look at it. I mean, the prices keep going up on houses and um and property values keep going up so it's a it's a it's a great thing it is yeah uh yeah i was, I was just gonna say um you know he, he he mentioned the kind of trajectory over the last seven eight years i've been in tourism at the, in in some form or another for the last six and so kind of getting into this um industry around that time in the place that I'm in has been just, it's been really fascinating to see uh, Jeffersonville in particular, uh, kind of how it's morphed over the, the, the last six years, because from the visitor services side of things, when I'm here in the visitor center um, and I get somebody coming in, I just have even more, it seems every year I have, you know, at least 10 or 15 things more that I get to tell them to go do uh, with the time uh, that they're here. And that does extend to, to Abbey Road. I mean, I know when you guys came in in 2017, we had a lot going on in downtown, but now there's, I I can't even, uh, I can't even, you know, kind of quantify, you know, just so, 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 so much more over the last five years. It's crazy. And part of that, what's becoming so attractive about Jeff and why people are wanting to move here and wanting to build houses and, you know, it's attracting businesses is part of those cultural offerings. Like you were talking about the spread of the art and high quality parks and really nice festivals like Abbey Road. (laughs) People, People are seeking a place to live that values values things that are going to make their life better (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and make their life um, more interesting and more diverse. Um, And I think that's, that's part of what we're seeing in Jeff and what's why it's becoming such an attractive place. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I didn't even think about all the museums that are down here too and the history and just um, all of that as well. In addition to the restaurants and (laughs) all the other explosions that have been yeah. happening it's kind of amazing um yes, well is. what does like what do you think uh that this fest that abbey road on the river has brought to the city or means to the city um over the past 
couple of years. I guess I'll say that, yeah. yeah, that we look forward to the, the festival every year. And, um, the, you know, the music fans not only come to, to watch the, to see the concerts, but they visit our shops and they eat in our restaurants and, and they visit our parks and, and partake in other activities. And, and I think a bulk of the crowd that comes to Abbey Road is within a hundred mile range. So they might come back uh, on a weekend to, you know, to either go to a Churchill Downs or, or to a baseball game over at the Louisville Bats. So it's, uh, it's, it's good to, to see the influx of people over the weekend, but also, um, you know, throughout the year, we, we see a lot of people coming back. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I can just say, um, I, whenever I think of a, a question like that, I kind of think in, in, in terms of um, the tangible and the intangible, right? So tangibly speaking, at least from the data that we have available, uh, obviously pre-COVID, I, I don't know how reliable uh, any data is from <laughs> 2020 to 2021, but um, I know in 2019 and before, um, what we have access to says, you know, from the tangible side of things, about a million dollars of economic impact uh, into, I think, the region as a whole, so Clark and Floyd County, if not just Jeffersonville specifically, maybe Paul has uh, more specifics on that side, but that's what I know. Uh, but then I think what's maybe more interesting to me are the kind of intangible aspects to what uh, Abbey Road and, and similar offerings bring to the area. And I think the most important intangible is just as a resident of the area, just knowing that you can do something at this level and at this scale. I think that there's, there is something valuable just in the mere fact that we can and do do it. Um, so, so that those are my two big takeaways, both, you know, tangible and intangible. That's true. Yeah. I think for the, the local artists and the local, um, you know, cultural producers, Abbey Road really is, is like opportunity. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And yeah. that's really, I mean, that's really important um, when you're, you're thinking about trying to develop an artistic business um, and, you know, trying to, trying to connect with your community and find an audience for your work um, because Abbey Road does bring on arts vendors and, you know, when we do these arts projects for Abbey Road, you know, these artists are getting paid, they're getting stipend for their work. And so, you know, I mentioned Greg Rush, but this year, Melissa and I have been working with a set of four painters to bring four paintings um, to do a Strawberry Fields Forever installation at Abbey Road. And, you know, that's, that's influx into helping those four painters have an artistic business. And so I think it, it means a lot kind of like what Mike says, tangibly and intangibly. So it's it's an opportunity to stable, a stable um, experience and a place to, to um, grow and connect to their community. Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said there. And we, you know, for the, we're not just a music festival too. I think that's the thing is we do have, musicians you know we have six stages or you know I think we have six stages this year I think we've had eight on that at that park before though and like just having the vision to like fit all that in the park in downtown Jeffersonville which is like this historic area and then also be able to 
bring in the art vendors and these like local food vendors to be able to also share their their goods and their art and whatever they're doing too and I don't know. We just love being this like local, like close knit community festival that we got brought into this area, which is very Melissa, cool. you, you had mentioned um, what it means to the city and um, with the addition of the apartments and condos right across the street from big, big four, you know, I've heard some of those residents say that they moved down there because of not only Abbey road, but all the other activities that are going on in downtown the concerts at the river stage and concerts at the park and restaurants. But, you know, a couple of people particularly said, I moved down here because of Abbey road. And um, mm-hmm. so it's, it, it's exciting that, and you're, you're getting more, um, you know, we, we call that, I guess, an entertainment district and you're getting people yeah. who want to come to an entertainment district and live in an entertainment district and not just live in a residential neighborhood. So it. um, there's a lot of excitement from the residents down there. And, you know, some of them are mildly inconvenienced by the event. And I say mildly because they really do um, embrace the event. And, um, and, and a lot of them, the, the, even the um, senior citizens that live in that area, they come to that festival. And it makes sense because the Beatles are kind of focused on us senior citizens as 50 and over crowd um so yeah they a lot of the older people that live downtown love the event as well as the new younger people Mm -hmm. well i've noticed that you know because i i I said earlier that i go on the road and a lot of what we promote early on in the year uh at at some of these consumer shows uh is abbey road on the river you guys have been super generous in the past uh giving letting us uh, you know, offer up ultimate tickets to ride as, as the grand prize. And I, I, I can, I, I can't tell you how excited people of every age range and every demographic get about the Beatles. And I, I hope it, the one thing I always tell them is like, look, if you, if you don't win general admission tickets for this uh, uh, festival are not, I mean, they're very competitively priced. You can yeah. come any day you want. And uh, you know, we'll do a lot of regional stuff up in um Indianapolis, uh, Chicago, both places that are, you know, incredibly simple drives, you know, if not a little long uh, in the, in the case of Chicago, but I, you know, I hope that, that those people uh, convert. And I think when they do, and anecdotally speaking, I've, I've spoken to people who evidently we've spoken to uh, at, at events like that, and they do come down uh, and they do find something uh, a little more than even they had anticipated just by being around uh, you know, our residents here, but also seeing uh, what we have to offer in terms of business and, and public art and, and, and all of that. So. Oh, slightly more precious story with less hard, tangible data. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> last year at the festival, um, I was at the festival uh, sitting with the peace tree, handing out ribbons to people. And this family walks up and it's this two little girls and this mom and dad. And they fill out a ribbon and then they like walk around the peace tree, like they're looking for something in specific. And so I'm like, hey, you know what, what are you guys looking for? They're like, oh, we're looking for this one particular side because ever since the peace tree has been here, that was the year and they're, they pointed to their youngest, she was born. And so every year we get a picture of the two of them next to the peace tree 
because that's how they mark their growth. Wow. <laughs> they have a book. That's great. And I, I think there's something really special about that, that like this festival, this artwork, these rhythms that this festival has created in Jeffersonville is really impacting, you know, families' memories and their the way they identify um, their experience in their city. And so I think there's there's something really special um, about that. Well, it sounds like Definitely. you're stuck with the peace tree. <laughs> That's what I told Greg last year. It's like you're never yeah. getting out of it. You <laughs> like, can't not right. bring it out. Yeah. <laughs> you should just like have her mark her height on the peace tree every year. <laughs> yeah, write her name under it. Yeah. It's like you used to do on the old door jams in your yeah. house when you're growing up. That's cool. That would yeah. be really cute if we started that for little kids who come. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a family-friendly event. I think that's different than any other festival is like normally you can't bring your kids or your grandma or whatever, like in case of the music or crowds or the heat or whatever, but it's yeah, so comfortable for all ages. Yeah, as someone who, who has been to the festival for many years, yes. it is really cool to see these young families and and, you know, I, I can usually see a lot of the same people every year because they're huge Beatles fans. But every year there's a lot of new people and a lot of younger people coming to the festival. And that's really cool. Um, I think we added some, um, uh, you know, Emily mentioned the chalk, but we just lay out a couple boxes of chalk and and the kids get out there and start drawing Beatles songs or Beatles um, people on it. And it's really cool. But the thing, one other thing I want to say is about Beatles music is what else is cool is you'll be sitting there and there might be a new family who, um, who is their first year at the event. And they're like, I didn't realize the Beatles played that song because the Beatles have so many hits. And it's, it's really fun to, to listen to people say, wow, I didn't realize that was a Beatles song. And, and that's why I say that anybody can come to this festival even if you're not a huge Beatle fan they play other music I mean it's not a hundred percent Beatles but there's other music that happens there um, and other types of, um, of artists are, are, are played but um, you, you'll sit and, and sit for an hour and before you know it four hours have gone by because you listen to music that that brings you back to younger days and and better maybe better times for you and it's just a really uplifting event and I, I see that every year with the crowd that comes in there yeah for sure yeah yeah I love that oh I was gonna ask did you do you guys um Mike I know you're a musician yourself so do you um enjoy coming to the festival and <laughs> I have uh actually they they won't be able to see this but on my wrist I actually have the uh Sergeant Pepper's drum head tattooed really um yeah I, um, <laughs> it's a weird angle yeah. but uh yeah That's no so awesome. yeah I, I i love it um now I, I will say after working it five days i probably can't listen to the beatles for about two weeks but uh <laughs> everybody's but, but, that but, way yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i know i know i know <laughs> take a little break um, yeah yeah but uh yeah absolutely it, it really is great in terms of musicianship i can't say enough about uh about a lot of these guys the, the project that i play in um we do a lot of cover music as well and you know, after doing that for so many years, you, you start to be able to appreciate 
a really solid cover band who can recreate a tone and just like so me and my buddies will will go down to the festival and just kind of nerd out about how is he getting that particular tone if he's not playing that particular amp that he played in the studio and it sure. i don't know so it's 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 always great i mean you can like 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 paul kind of alluded to you can be a huge beatles fan and enjoy it but if you're just a musician or a non-musician you can still go and appreciate uh, what these people are doing and recreating for you live you know something that took hundreds of hours in the studio so it's it's really right. great right yeah this is all great i love that <laughs> it does seem like everyone loves it like when we've come it's like we don't get really any complaints for being here which i think is great what else can people enjoy? Like if people come from out of town or within a hundred miles, what else would you suggest that they do while they're in either Jeffersonville or in Southern Indiana? Make sure you walk directed? into the NOCO. <laughs> yes, go to, go to North Dakota. It's not, it's only like two blocks away from this festival yeah, site. It's like, it is so close to the festival. I normally park like down in NOCO and then walk into the festival. So if you're down for the festival, Make sure you walk down Pearl Street, hop court, and make sure you go see NOCO. Um, well, you'll see the art mural that will take you right there yeah. on the sidewalk. <laughs> so, um, because it's, it, it is a really unique experience. Um, it's something that, again, is family friendly, that is uh, positive, that is just really breathtaking. So, um, make sure you come down to NOCO. Yes. The, um, I'm sorry, Mike, the, the, I was going to say the Greenway which stretches from New Albany through Clarksville to Jeffersonville is really something. The trail, I think, is close to 20 miles. Mike, you might know better than I do, but um, or 14 miles. I can't remember. 14. But anyway, yeah, 14 miles. Yeah, so it is a, an impressive strip along the Ohio River, and there might be some changes coming to the Jeffersonville side of the Greenway in the next, I don't know, two to four years with the property um, that um, could possibly go up for sale there. Um, we're going to look to extend our greenway. Um, right now, it runs through the, um, the um, restaurant district and um, near the river stage, which is our concert venue, but it could can continue on another two or three miles down the old Jeff boat property. So that's something that might be coming, but I would yeah. say visit the Greenway and then the river stage where we play concerts every Friday night um, through the summer. Um, there's something for everybody down there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I forgot so about the Greenway or like even the falls of the Ohio where it's like, yeah. we have so much, there's so much history to learn there, but go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I was actually uh, just going to say earlier this week, I was speaking to another group um, and, and, and the, the thrust of, of what I told them was, you know, anytime you're, you know, in, in a new area, if you really want to understand uh, the community and the culture that is in that community, um, you know, you, you, it really does start with the people and the reason why they're there. So I, I would say um, my short list, if you don't have that much time because you're too busy listening to Beatles music, uh, mm -hmm. go to the Falls of the Ohio, learn about that natural history, learn about some of the uh, human history with Lu the Lewis and Clark expedition, go down to the Howard Steamboat Museum, um, understand why steamboats are huge uh, in terms of our history here um, mm -hmm. and commerce and, and everything else historically. 
um, check out Shim's Confectionery uh, on Spring Street. And the fourth thing I mentioned was actually um, uh, NoCo. So yeah, I, nice. I would say, yeah, I got, I got you in there, Emily. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't like... <laughs> You need Promoting. to make sure you check out the art. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. And yeah. if you have time and you want to drive outside of downtown a little bit and explore other art installations in the city, because like was mentioned previous, you know, NoCo is where it's concentrated, but art, the public art scene in Jeffersonville is exploding. So on, um, on the city website, you can find our public art map. And you can just spend a day driving around and looking at public art installs. Um, we have over a hundred pieces of public art in this city. Um, so all within a reasonable distance because Jeffersonville is not that big. So That's cool. I might have to go would, do that. I would also say if you want to get just a little bit out of town, um, I always like to plug um, Hubert Orchard Winery, mm -hmm. uh, Starlight Distillery. Uh, that's always great, especially around May, uh, strawberries and all that. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no doubt yeah that's a great idea well uh, thanks so much you guys for being on the podcast with me is there anything else you'd like to say about this area or about the festival let me just say thank you to gary and all of his staff members who do a great job putting on that festival whether it was here or over in louisville they do a great job all of you guys and um we hope to continue this tradition for many, many more years. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Well, you're on that list, Paul, because you're. I was, yeah, I was about to say we are very grateful for Gary and his staff, but we're also very grateful for you, Paul, and your staff, because yes. how much work you guys put into pulling it off each year. Um, definitely that Big Four Park does not maintain itself. So it's really incredible to see the work you guys put in. Thank you. Yeah, and absolutely, I, I, I second or third uh, all of that. But uh, I, I just wanted to say in general, thanks for letting So and Tourism uh, be involved in that, and you know, giving us just you know another thing to add to the list to you know try to explain to people, especially those outside of the area, just how special our community is. Yeah, well, we wouldn't be here without you. So <laughs> we no are very grateful to Southern Indiana and. And the city. Thanks for mentioning that, Emily. We we couldn't we couldn't do it without the city and how beautiful that park is and all of the area. It's it's like spotless. You always keep it so clean and landscape so well. And it's just um, it's really we we're really lucky to be here in this area. And I I know I knew nothing about this area, but I'm from Wisconsin, so but I'm like loving loving having the festival here and living in this area right now. So. Thank you. Yeah, we're really, we're really grateful to you all too. But thanks for, thanks for being with me and um, we'll talk to you soon and we'll see you at the festival in May. Thanks for tuning in to Something Will Happen. Remember that Abbey Road on the River is happening May 26th to 30th, 2022 in Jeffersonville, Indiana. To start making your plans, head over to AROTR.com. There you can see the full lineup of bands that are coming, check out shows we're planning, book your hotels, and grab your tickets while you're there. 
head over to AROTR.com slash podcast and enter your email to get $5 of Beetlebucks to use at the festival for food, drinks, and our exclusive festival merchandise. For the most up-to-date information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll see you in May. Something will happen.